0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mitch and Finley, 1067
1: The Fan. Make sure you follow along on social media. You can follow the show at B. and Finley. And I'll be honest, I have no idea who sends those tweets, but sometimes they're funny. Um, you can follow Brian at Live, NBCS. I know who sends his tweets. Uh, You can follow me at J.P. Finley, NBCS. I believe I know who sends those. Um, A a couple of thoughts for me, kind of 24 hours after watching Howell. You know, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm impressed. I'm encouraged. But more than anything, and and I want to give you credit because you said this last year when they traded for Wentz. I'm out on them going after another veteran. Trade market free agency whatever it is I'm out like just stop mm-hmm. it's not working like everybody knocks the Colts for going what have the Colts done Rivers Wentz Matt Ryan what have the Commanders try Fitz I mean they go back they, before Fitz Fitz Wentz this year before Fitz was like Alex I mean it was it was Dwayne then reluctantly Alex before that I mean remember they acquired Case Keenum. Like and then it was Alex before that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- the only quarterback they that we've that's been here that didn't get hurt was Kirk, and they ran him out of town. And now Kirk's got the number two seed in the NFC playoffs and has had a really good year. I, I don't know that Kirk's ever going to win you a Super Bowl, but I, I'm just I'm out on chasing and, other people's veterans. Are you? I'm with, are you
2: th- I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, I've heard so many. Coaches, coaches that have tried to retire, coaches that have retired. And even when I talk to coaches that are retired right now, they always talk about the thing that they miss most is developing men. Okay? And we've seen so many people try in this situation where they're not trying to develop men. They want to get somebody who's developed, and then they're going to take the credit for it. I, I think one of the uh, qualifications of a coach needs to be that you know how to take a guy from one point to the next. Listen, in the NFL, most of these players should be self-motivating. But there are also coaches who can take you along the way. I I credit, you know, Don Bro for helping me develop as a running back. You know, I had my dedication to it. Ernest Bonner talked to me. But Don, the things he told me worked. I got to Philly after 10 years of playing, and Ted Williams helped me even more. You know what I'm saying? It's like you never stop learning. When you're in any profession – you're always trying to get better. And when you have a coach who can help you get there, you know, you're going to thank them. I'm sure it's like little league coaches and people we've seen that you think. You like to thank a lot. But then we have so many times where we don't worry about that. We just want to go get the player. And then we always go, well, he wasn't ready. Get him ready. Isn't part of coaching getting, is getting somebody to, ready, to, to get where you want them to be? Isn't part of coaching is coaching them up to be the player that you thought they could be? It's not all on the player. And that's why a lot of times we blame players, and I blame players too. When I see a player that's kind of lazy, I'm going to talk about his ass. But when they're player after player after position after position, I see laziness from a staff. And a lot of people, just like I felt like in Michael Vick's situation in, uh, in, in Atlanta, they never made him a quarterback. They just was like, you're an exceptional athlete. When something breaks down, make it happen. But he went up to Philadelphia, and you watch somebody coach him, and made him a better quarterback. So if we don't have those people in place, that's what we're missing. That's what we're lacking. You can't expect everybody to roll in town and already be held be automatically perfectly fit for what we want them to do. You got to like take that little clay and mold it into what you want.
1: A great tweet here from Dennis Bailey. I uh I so I just tweeted out kind of what we discussed that I I'm out on trying to acquire another veteran. I mean, the quarterback abyss I've I've discussed is just so unforgiving and so hard to fight your way out of. Just stop being in it and Mm -hmm. just try to develop something. And this dude, Dennis Bailey, responded to me. (laughs) This made me laugh. said, sir, sounds like you're asking for the coaching staff to develop a guy as opposed to having the Brady incarnate fall out of the sky. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's it's a different mindset.
2: And you know what? That's not a bad thing to be asking for, Jay.
1: Um, I I agree, man. I I think it's totally reasonable. Um, You know, Carson Wentz came in the locker room this morning and saw the media and went back to the trainer's room. Um, I imagine he'll talk, but you never know. Um, Carson has been cool. One thing that was really cool yesterday, I don't know if this was reported, but – Wentz had a suite for the season that, that's fairly standard for uh, starting quarterbacks to just kind of have their own suite that people get to go. Usually it's like their family and then a lot of other players' wives kind of hang out in there. Um, and it it's my understanding that Wentz let Howell have the suite yesterday because he had a bunch of uh, – obviously, you know, his family, his friends. He's I think he grew up outside of Charlotte, so it's not that – people probably just hop in the car and drive up here for his debut if if they don't fly up. Um and stuff like that. Like Wentz is a good dude. Like he's a good person. But I I is there any scenario B where you're keeping him around?
2: No. Not me? No, right. I wouldn't yeah, be. I, I mean, like it it may be a scenario that they could make, but I don't think it's a scenario that it should be anywhere possible.
1: Yeah, I agree. And and I kinda think Ron has said as much when he's like, Yeah, you know, QB one remains our, our biggest hurdle. Um I don't disagree with them that QB1 is the biggest hurdle, Um, but they kind of say that like like it's such a rarity. QB1's the biggest hurdle for the whole NFL. Like, QB1's the biggest hurdle for 26 out of 32 teams. Like, there's just Hmm. not that many good-slash-great quarterbacks around. And that can't be like a crutch to lean on, yes. you know? Um,
2: I, I, Eventually, yes, you got to some... find QB1. you you got to find him. And the thing about it is, how about get a guy that may not end up being QB1, but instead of him coming in as a three and he stays a three or go to a 3-5, take him to a five. If he comes in as a five, take him to a six or seven. That right. That's what I'm asking for. I'm not asking that we have to go hit number 10. We have to go find Patrick Mahomes. But if I could find a guy who's a seven and a half or an eight and he's that consistent all the time, now I can prepare my team around that. But we normally get a guy who's a seven or six and he's not consistent at it. And most time he played way below it. So just get me somebody that's consistent. I haven't like, seen what that.
1: would you what would you say Kirk was when he got here? Six and a half?
2: I think Kirk came in as a guy who was like, you know, above average. And he played it consistently enough, you knew you were not gonna get much at, at a certain point because he had this, this gene in him where he did not want to try stuff. Now he tries it. You know, and but when it gets to the biggest situation, he resorts back to what he used to be. I think, you know, Kirk, if you had put some people or some pieces around him, you could have built something up. But the unfortunate thing is people were making decisions based off of what they felt about a person instead of making decisions based on how does he fit your team to be better.
1: Yeah, I mean, the decision-making process around Kirk Cousins with this organization was incredibly stupid, but it's yeah. also so long ago. But, but let's say Kirk, when he was drafted here, fourth-rounder out of, out of Michigan State was a six, mm-hmm. six out of ten, six and a half, whatever you want to say. I, I, I think he improved significantly over his time here to the point where he was probably – you know, if he was a six-and-a-half, by the time he left Washington, he was probably a seven-and-a-half, and there was some, I think, some real, like, kind of emotional baggage there um, by fans and by Kirk and by mm-hmm. the front office and by the coaching staff, everybody. Um, and I think now he's probably playing at, like, an eight, eight-and-a-half level for Minnesota.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and the thing by Kirk, though, like, like, people expect athletes to be these uh, robotic-type people where – I'm going to go out and perform and everybody is basically taking a, a dump on me and I'm supposed to go out all the time and play that perfect. Uh, uh, they're human beings too. And I think Kirk got to that point where a lot of times he can, he didn't give a damn about what we – like, okay, so fine, we'll see. We'll see what it's going to be when I'm gone. And he could not right. wait to get the hell out of here. You got a lot of people bash, bashing him, coaches also, media, fans. So it comes to a point where you expect that guy to be able to go out there and play to his highest ability every time he gets on the field when everybody is talking about how bad he is. It's hard. It's virtually impossible. Think about anybody at their job right now. You you, you go to work every day and you try to put on a good face and do your job, to, and then they never, ever give you any kind of promotion, no raise, they don't look at you. All of a sudden, you start getting to work a little later. You leave a little earlier. You can give a damn about meeting your quotas because you know what? That's what human beings do. Human beings get to the point where, oh, if you don't give a damn about me, I don't give a damn about you. And I think Kirk even dealt with some of that.
1: Totally. I, I mean, the Kirk thing was so broken on a million different ways. But my my point is, like, look at Ryan Tannehill, okay? Like, we can get away from Kirk. Um, Let's get off Mama's because I just got off yours. Like, we don't have to talk about Kirk. There's plenty <laughs> of quarterbacks we can talk about. Um. Ryan Tannehill in Miami was largely a bust. The yep. Titans saw something in him, signed him, developed him, surrounded him with talent, had a really good run game, and they were able to make it work with Tannehill for a few years. Yeah. Like you can develop at the position without going after like people want to say Derek Carr, right? I I just it doesn't do it for me, man. I I just feel like we've seen it. Um what it would cost to get Carr, I don't think, will be insignificant. Uh, I, I just – I don't know that Howell's the guy at all. I don't know. Maybe you can bring Heineke back. I, I don't know what – I mean, let's be real. We don't even know what's going to happen with the offensive coordinator. I think it's entirely possible – I mean, Sam Fortier had a story in the Washington Post this weekend about you know members of the offense being frustrated by the play calling – I, I think enough guys kind of alluded to that on the record that you don't even necessarily need it off the record but i i do think that's a scenario like if you look around the NFL the first fi- coach was fired well I guess coaches had already been fired but you saw a coach get fired last night in lovey Smith um yeah that's kind coach- of
2: interesting two years in a row they fired coaches after one year
1: I mean that team's a disaster. Yeah. Although maybe they're just mad at Lovey for winning yesterday and co- costing them well, the like,
2: like one okay, you I heard the great round. You trying to make me go out? I will never ever change my mind that I'm not trying to win. But let's think about the court, the offense coordinator, OJ. He just got an extension. Sure. How the hell you go? What sense? How does that make any sense to three year extension? I think it is. And if he was to leave, you say I'm gonna let him go this year. The question would be why the hell you gave me an uh, extension then? I
1: want to talk about that specifically and what it means about a potential sale, about selling the commanders. Because we could talk about quarterbacks, O-line, coordinators, DBs. We could talk about all of it. But the absolute biggest question out here remains, is this thing getting sold? Now, it, it... Dan Snyder has contracted Bank of America to sell his asset. If you are considering one of the most important transactions in your life, selling or buying a home, there is only one person you should call in the DMV, and that person is John Leahy.
2: You need to call John Leahy because great marketing will get you great results, just like LeVette. LeVette was moving into to a house with her son and her grandkids, so she needed to sell her home in Frederick, Maryland, which had become too much maintenance for her. At the same time, she was dealing with a lot of difficulties and anxiety. So she needed the best agent available, and that was John and his team. With John's aggressive marketing at work, the home was sold for 4% above LeVette's asking price. LeVette was happy and grateful to have this worry resolved so quickly and for more money. We're talking about John Leahy and the Fine Living Group of EXP Realty. Go to johnsellsgmv.com and find out what your home's value is in seconds. It only takes a few seconds to request an instant cash offer, on your home at JohnSalesDMV.com. And John offers you flexible fees customized to your needs.
1: How does he do it, you might ask? Well, it's simple. John Leahy has a deep bench of buyers in waiting. More than 10,000 buyers ready to go. They've already got their financing lined up. They are ready to make an offer. He can get your home sold before you know it. That's why I would trust John. That's why B would trust John. Call him today, 301-900-3052. Go online to johnsellsdmv.com. Or what's even easier, just Google John Leahy Group and start packing. packing.